This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals get a point but fall to the Penguins in overtime. Tom Wilson earning that point with a goal late in the third period. And will John Carlson and Alex Ovechkin return to the lineup tomorrow night. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 30th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals would battle back and get a point last night with Tom Wilson scoring with less than 15 seconds remaining in the third period. But Jake Gensel, who had been held off the score sheet all night, Ben, gets the overtime winner. The Caps have been in all these close games with Pittsburgh this year, but last night they fall 5-4 in overtime, and that is far from the first time that's happened, losing beyond 60 minutes. And now one game to go in the season set coming up tomorrow night. And John, I think if there's a bingo card for Capitals-Penguins matchups, this game may have checked off a lot of the items as far as a back-and-forth affair, little high-event hockey just in terms of the scoring and the back-and-forth nature of it. And also, in typical Pittsburgh form, we've seen so many times over the years the Capitals will play a pretty good game, but the Penguins will take advantage of the rare mistake the Capitals might make, be it a turnover, or in this case, you referenced Jake Gensel and that line having been held in check for most of the night, but Gensel ultimately coming away with the overtime game winner. I feel like over the years, that's been the recipe for success as far as Pittsburgh is concerned. I'm oversimplifying a little bit, but that's what they do. They, they play for parts of the game anyways, Pittsburgh, maybe not executing the, the entire 60 minutes, but they'll pounce and they'll take advantage of their opportunities. And last night was another example of that. A couple of goals, the results of turnovers, a couple of goals Vitek Vanacek would probably like to have back as well. But ultimately, coming away with the overtime win, Jake Gensel, who again had been held in check in regulation, he nets the OT winner for Pittsburgh. We were expecting Alex Ovechkin to be out for the game last night. We were not expecting this time yesterday that John Carlson was going to be out. He misses the game out day-to-day, lower body, his status very much in question for Saturday. We'll see what happens as the Caps go through a practice day-to-day and the game tomorrow. But Dmitry Orlov and Justin Schultz were terrific last night, especially Schultz right off the hop. He ends up with a couple of assists. Dmitry Orlov, I think, Ben, as confident as I have ever seen him in a Capitals uniform. I know he had 10 goals back in the Cup year. I'm not sure that this isn't a better year for him, and certainly lately some of the best hockey I think he's ever played. Yeah, goal and an assist last night for Orlov. And also he had an opportunity early in the third period when the game was tied at three, when he jumped up and he found himself in the slot and he was activating and joining the rush in that capacity where he could have given the Capitals the lead, ultimately finished with four shots on goal, nine attempts, very noticeable. And I even think back to earlier this week, John, when the Capitals had the one nothing win over the Islanders, he had the assist on the Daniel Sprung goal, talking about Tuesday night, the only goal of the game. And Orlov was playing very low on that play and helped force the turnover that led to the Sprong goal. But that was an example of Orlov and the confidence with which he's playing right now, seeing him join the rush and activate and and sound defensively as well. And really, you think back to a few weeks ago when he was reunited with John Carlson on the top pair. I know last night it was a matter of filling the void with Carlson out and with Schultz and, and Orlov doing some heavier lifting. But really of late, the past, I'll say, five, six weeks for Orlov, sample size growing, he's been very... Very, very good, continuing to earn more and more ice time. My unsung hero of the night last night, Garnet Hathaway. I love him in these Washington-Pittsburgh games. I like the way he plays all the time. 
but I like the fact that he finishes every hit. He's out there agitating. He reminds me, he doesn't have maybe quite the scoring touch that Patrick Hornquist did, but he's a Patrick Hornquist kind of player that's going to irritate you and try and get you out of your game. We saw a lot of that in the game last night. Again, the checking line, very good in the assignments that they were given, not just Hathaway, but Dowd and Haglin too. That's what you're going to need in the postseason, and I didn't have any issue with the way those guys played last night, especially Hathaway. You're right, and it looked like a lot of post-whistle scrums, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of between-the-whistle stuff as well from Hathaway, in particular on Jake Getzel. Looked to be getting under his skin a little bit, which is maybe a good recipe for success from a Capitals perspective, but certainly uh, Hathaway bringing that snarl, and we've seen it for weeks. We've seen it all season, and along with Dowd and Haglin, it seems they're in the mix for every post-whistle scrum, those three. But that trio, it's, it's crazy to think, John, now we're 50 games into the season. Knock on wood, they have not only remained in the lineup, those three, but they have remained as a trio for 50 games in a row. How rare is that, especially for a trio like that, you know, a little bit lower down the depth chart. Let's call it for what it is. Bottom six guys, a fourth line. Nick Dowd referenced weeks ago. He's never been on a line that stayed together this long because as Dowd explained it, when things aren't maybe going so well for a team and coach wants to shake things up and maybe send a message to the team, one of the first spots he might look to is the fourth line. It's the easiest thing. It might be the easiest one to break up. Here it's the complete opposite, but that trio, 50 straight games, certainly showing themselves well last night. Again, matched up quite a bit against that Crosby, Rust, and uh, Gensel trio. We buried the lead a little bit, I guess, but the Capitals clinched a playoff spot last night, and so did Pittsburgh, and the top four really starting to take shape. We'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard in the standings in a bit, but it is now seven straight and 13 of the last 14 seasons in our town that the local hockey team has made the Stanley Cup playoffs. Only in the 1980s has there ever been a period comparable. That was a longer streak. But this has been the Rock the Red era. This has been the era of Ovechkin. And only one time under Adam Oates in his second year have they missed in the last 14 years, which is truly remarkable and something that should never be taken for granted. Winning the Cup in 18 was tremendous. But making the playoffs is hard, and that's something that we should never lose sight of, especially with everything that's going on in the world. This team didn't have the greatest of experiences in the bubble. They were on their way to what was a pretty uneven season last year, but they probably weren't even going to win the division title last year if it goes all the way to the end, if we're being honest. But they would have been a playoff team. They're a playoff team here again, Ben. And no matter how many times it happens, it is special no matter how frequent it is. We've gotten very used to it around here there are a lot of teams that would love to be in this franchise's shoes. You're right. And, and you know, the team has loftier goals. Granted, they want to make a deep postseason run. But as I often say, whether it's February, March, April, they don't award the Stanley Cup on April 30th, April 29th. What you could do on April 29th, as the Capitals did last night, is clinch a playoff berth. It's the first step. It's the first benchmark. And now maybe you I potentially another division title, which would be a six straight division title, which in an eight team division, be it the Metropolitan Division or this year, the Mass Mutual East Division, eight teams to win an eight team division, potentially six years in a row as the Capitals are trying to do a truly impressive run of consistency of regular season success. And again, yes, they have loftier goals come spring into summer this year, but 
first things first to clinch. Just ask the Philadelphia Flyers, right? They looked great last year. They came into this season with expectations of another postseason run. And here they are on the outside looking in, officially eliminated from playoff contention. Certainly, I agree. Not something to take for granted and something worth acknowledging and, and celebrating, at least here in late April. Last thought before we move to the out-of-town scoreboard. Vitek Vanacek last night, he was okay, but he gave up five goals, including the OT winner. Not enough in this one, and now we're going to see what Ilya Samsonov has. He's been really good lately, and maybe a chance for Ilya to rise to the top here a little bit, Ben, as maybe being the number one in the postseason. Yeah, I look forward to it, to seeing that potentially starting Saturday night for Samsonov, another opportunity for him because Vanacek, you know, again, the five goals against, I know there were turnovers, the team let him out to dry a little bit, but again, we come back to the fact that Sometimes you need your goaltender to make a save, to bail you out a little bit. Going back to that Islanders series, we saw Ilya Samsonov do that right off the bat in that three-game series on Long Island. With that first period, going back just over a week ago, Capitals had that sluggish start to that first game against the Islanders. Samsonov was terrific. He stopped all 15 shots that he faced in that first period, kept the team in it, gave them the opportunity to ultimately get their legs under them, and he rallied to, to win that first night in a shootout. Last night, I just thought from from Vanacek, and we've seen a few examples of this lately, John, and Vanacek has been terrific. The overall body of work this season just had a shutout earlier this week. But last night against Pittsburgh, I think there were a number of occasions where maybe uh, he, he would like one or two of those back. And sometimes you do need your goaltender to bail you out and come up with a big save at a big time. We'll look forward to seeing maybe Sam Sonoff getting that opportunity again Saturday against Pittsburgh. So what did we learn in the Mass Mutual East Division last night? I believe, Ben, we have learned who the four teams are going to be. The Boston Bruins took a big step toward locking down a playoff spot. They beat Buffalo 5-2. to two. David Pasternak got goal number 19. That led off the scoring. David Krejci, number 8. Charlie Coyle got number 6. And Taylor Hall against Buffalo, <laughs> scoring against his former team. Fifth goal of the Bruins, seventh of the year. Bruins win. 5-2. to two. Islanders shut out the Rangers 4-0 last night at MSG, likely sinking the slim playoff hopes for the Blue Shirts. Leo Komarov, that guy, got his first goal of the year as Travis Zajac was a healthy scratch again, and that mystifies me completely, Ben. But it worked because Leo Komarov got the scoring started. It ended up being a game-winning goal. They get three more after that. Oliver Wallstrom got goal number 10. Anthony Beauvillier, number 11. And Simeon Varlamov returned, and he gets a shutout and goes into MSG to do it. So the Islanders take a step forward and shake off what had happened against the Capitals. The Bruins take a step forward. The Rangers lose. I think we got the four teams that we're going to have here. Yeah, and probably just a matter now of ultimately sorting out the order and the matchups here in the stretch run. And yeah, rough night all around for the New York Rangers with with their loss and with Boston winning. And of course, the Islanders getting two points with the win over the Rangers. And also of note, John, for Boston, this has been uh, for a couple of weeks now, really since the trade deadline. We've been speaking all year about the need for the Bruins to find that secondary scoring beyond the perfection line. David Krejci continues to find the back of the net. He's playing on a line with Taylor Hall. Hall has been producing since he went to Boston. So for GM Don Sweeney and the Boston Bruins, they seem to have gotten exactly what they needed, exactly what they were looking for, a jolt to that second line, a trickle-down effect with some secondary scoring, and they've seen quite a bit of it uh, over the past few weeks since the trade deadline. And the Philadelphia Flyers, as you mentioned already, mathematically eliminated from playoff contention last night. They fall to New Jersey 5-3. to three. Carter Hart, it was announced before the game, done for the year with a knee injury. An incredibly disappointing season for the Flyers, mercifully just about over for the folks in the Delaware Valley. 
I'm very surprised, John. I had them in the preseason picks. I had them right up there with, uh, with, with the Boston Bruins, actually, to compete for top spot in the Mass Mutual East Division. Thought they were certainly trending in the right direction, the way they showed themselves last regular season. If you recall, right before the season was put on pause in, in early to mid-March last year, they had what? You, you were there in Philadelphia, I think, to call their last game before the pause. They had something like they'd won nine in a row or nine out of ten. They were trending in the right direction. Showed themselves pretty well in the in the playoff bubble last year, a series win over the Montreal Canadiens, and just haven't had it this year. Very thin on the blue line, as it turns out, and didn't get any goaltending. Uh, a longstanding tradition, apparently, in Philadelphia continues. Tradition like none other. No goalies in Philadelphia. They'll try and figure it out next year, but they're done officially now. Tonight in the Mass Mutual East, everyone idle tomorrow in the east every matchup that happened last night will happen again sabers at boston rangers will be at the islanders this time devils flyers and of course caps pens here in dc standings on this friday morning a tie at the top washington 69 pittsburgh 69 the only advantage the capitals have is the game in hand that's a slight one but still technically just a little bit ahead but not by much Islanders at 65, four points back. Looks like the Caps and Pens may be duking it out here, barring something completely unforeseen. One of those two teams may very well be your division winner. Boston at 64, trying to get over into that 2-3 spot to avoid the number one seed. And then the Rangers now six back, and it looks like they're probably done. Caps-Penguins tomorrow at 7. Coverage beginning at 4 with Caps game day. Hey, Ben, have yourself a great weekend. Happy Friday, John. McNugget Friday Minute. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.